Well, you folks have been listening to me and looking at my ugly mug for way too long. I've hosted three or four solo shows in a row. It's time to get a fresh perspective on what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. And I got Greg Silver joining me. And he's going to bring his youthful, vibrant, uh, fresh perspective, new opinions to discuss the struggling Golden State Warriors. Let's discuss it. Let's get into it. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. That's where we all our live shows are. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. You can follow Greg Silver on threads at greg oh silver it's greg the letter o and the last name silver the great progeny of your father mike who's covering the niners i'm so amped in the niners right now i know this is a warrior show but they are killing it i mean i'm at least they are making me happy right now greg it is great to see you my man um by the way folks you can follow me cyrus is on threads at dog wild um before we get started i want to mention real fast the playing tournament is going on right now um, I think overall, we, it's safe to say it's been a success. Uh, we're all very interested in NBA basketball in early December, late November. Uh, that is usually not the case for anyone who's not a hardcore basketball junkie. Um, and they had an interesting format today where the ESPN crew and the TNT crew came together. It was like a hybrid uh, of a situation. And Bob Myers... Um, who has switched from being the the head, the president of basketball operations. He's switched from being the GM of the Warriors. He's now a broadcaster for ESPN. Sometimes he's on countdown. Sometimes he's even doing color uh, commentary. And uh, he, he said something interesting today about uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Did I say that right? Um, who is just on fire this year. Halliburton is, looks like he's on the verge of superstardom. And Bob Myers was quoted as saying, quote, what bothers me more than anything was his workout was good. When we met with him after, I should have known then because of who he is as a person and as a leader. Because you meet with people, you talk to them. That conversation left a mark because of how smart he is and how confident. It's not fake. It's not arrogant. It's confidence. So when you talk about players wanting to play with him, that's real because he's a great player. He's showing us now he's a great player, unquote. This is in reference to the fact that Bob Myers passed up Halliburton to draft James Wiseman, um, which is in hindsight now turning to the one, uh, one of the great regrets uh, of the Golden State Warriors. Um, I mean, look, it's hard to fault them. That was a crazy year in general, and the draft was hard to predict. He fell to number 12. But it brings up a bigger point, Greg. Uh, tell everyone, first of all, how the hell you're doing. You haven't been on the show in a couple weeks. And two, are you concerned with the fact that the Warriors in the last four years have had two top seven picks, the number two pick with James Wiseman, and then the number seven pick with Jonathan Kaminga? And the Wiseman pick was already a total bust. They they gave that away for nothing. They got back a player they already had and should have kept in the first place. 
And now we're seeing a, a, a rather contentious situation emerging with Jonathan Kaminga, uh, whose minutes are down from last year, uh, who I reported on last night's show um, is not happy about his minutes this year. Um, and we'll get into that a lot more. But what? How is your? Like, what is your perspective on the fact that the Warriors, if they don't start utilizing Kaminga, will have on the record two busts, two top seven picks that did not work out? What are your thoughts on that? And damn good to see you, man. How are you doing? Good to see you, Cy. Don't uh, ever bash your beautiful physique like you did in that show. Up and <laughs> Thanks, everyone's going to be happy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, man. It's uh, It's been, you know, just just moving along this busy basketball football season. Good to be here again. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I think when you look at it big picture, like you kind of alluded to, like you hit big on three draft picks. Two were in the lottery and then one was early second round in Draymond Green. And I think like the true Warriors fans and those of the early 2000s and well before that who suffered so much would take a couple of bad picks. And I'm not even saying that Kaminga has turned into a bad pick yet. I'm just saying worst case scenario, you still take the deal. Now, it's an interesting situation. I know uh, you are very, very much pro Kaminga. There was absolutely no arguing that he basically won the game for them last night. I think it's not an understatement at all that he came in at the right time. He was the spark they needed and he absolutely should have been playing more. And I think in general probably should play a little more uh, where I would pump the brakes just a little bit, because I think with Kaminga and other players on this roster too, but him in particular, it can be so black or white, like either it's the best thing in the world or he kills the team. And neither one's true. He's had some really bad halves and he's had some really great moments. Last night was an awesome awesome step for just mental maturity and the mental toughness to come in and pass that test. And then you take other games like the game against the Sacramento Kings, the blown 24 point lead. Obviously he's not the reason that they lost that game, but that was just one example of a game. I'm thinking, wow, this is one of the worst games I've seen him play. Do you know um, how many, whoa, 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 Greg, 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 do you know how many minutes he played in that game? All minutes were bad minutes. In that game, it was eight minutes. Moses, first of all, he was a plus four in that game, so you can't say that he w it was he was bad. It wasn't hurting the team out there. I think he was zero for two or something like that. For me, I, I don't. That's I have to push back on that, dude, because he played eight minutes, and I, I don't know how you can judge anyone with that small of a sample size. Moses Moody, that same first half, also had no points. I think he's the only thing on his stat sheet was one or two assists, but he actually played in the second half and had a chance to you know, have a full body of work. And he, and, okay, and that's, no, no, side. like, that's fine. That's fine. But we're talking about what Moody did produce and what Kaminga did produce. Like, yes, he hypothetically could have come in and played more minutes. And this isn't like, I'm not getting in a discussion to nitpick a particular game. My larger point was being, we've seen Kaminga have great moments and then we've seen him have some kind of rougher stretches. Now I think he's gotten a shorter leash and like, that is true. Um, but yeah, I'm not like willing to just say it's like all black and white with Kaminga and I'm not throwing the towel on his Warriors career either. But I get, but this is what I'm saying. Like I saw, I read a report last night, for example, Monty Poole wrote, wrote a column that I read where he said that, uh, and he echoed some similar sentiments where he said Kaminga's had some bad games. Uh, why would you call that those eight minutes rough? Like, or whatever word you use, like, like why the negative connotation for Kaminga's eight minutes in, in the first half? Like, 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 why give up on him after that first half, especially when the decisions are resulting in losses? Like, like I'm looking at my, I'm thinking back to Kaminga's full, full body of work, and there it is rare, incredibly rare. And and I've looked back at the numbers as well, where you're looking at a game, for example, where he's played 25 minutes. 
30 minutes. It's rare for Kaminga to get criticism when he's played complete games. The only time I've ever heard people crapping on Kaminga is because he had a so-so first half, a below average first half. He gets yanked by Kerr. We don't see him again. The team loses. And then I hear rhetoric like what you just said, that he had a bad game. When he had, there, like the only thing bad about that was he wasn't lighting it up on the scoreboard. Again, he was still a plus four in the plus minus. So it's not like he was out there negatively affecting the team. He's also defending the other team's best players. Where like people are ignoring what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball. Like he's picking up the assignments that Clay, sometimes uh, Andrew Wiggins would take on. He's handling that role now on the defensive side. And no one's criticizing that. He's he's actually a fantastic defender. And at 6'8", his length is bothering smaller guards. He sometimes uh, is uh, assigned to De'Aaron Fox, um, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And they're not burning him. He's actually holding his own. So I'm curious to know, like, why you and, and Monty Poole and a lot of people out there, wh- why do you bring up this negativity about Kaminga? And for the record, I'm not a Kaminga stan, Okay. My whole thing with Kaminga is he was the number seven pick in one of the deepest drafts in NBA history. We're seeing players drafted after him getting minutes, whether it's Sangoon, Franz Wagner. They're getting 25, 30 minutes, sometimes 35 minutes a game. And when they're getting real runs, they're delivering. All I want for Kaminga, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not guaranteeing that Kaminga is going to be like a godsend, that he's going to be a superstar. But what I am saying is for that type of investment, I want to see what what we can get from him. And especially in a season where they're 11 and 12 going nowhere so far, I don't understand the low minutes. So how can you, re- I'd love to get your response to that because like, I don't get the negativity in that regard. What's your response? Well, I'm not trying to be negative toward Jonathan Kaminga at all. My point was just that it's not all amazing all the time. I know in general, the Warrior fan base, and myself included, I'd put myself in that category of I'd like to see him play more because I think the potential is so high and this is a team that the league is starting to catch up and now we have an aging core and it would be nice to get youth and athleticism. My only point is that it's not like Kaminga has been awesome all the time. Like I think Moses Moody has played better basketball than Jonathan Kaminga. And part of that could be to your earlier point that he has gotten a longer leash. And so he's had more opportunities to go and get hot and play runs. But that's all my point is with Kaminga is that it's not like, this is like automatically put him out there and it's going to be great. So I think that's where I was going with it. I'm not trying to say that he's a bad player and he shouldn't play, but I think it's just that I've heard a lot of rhetoric, whether that would be like with this show or just from a fan basis, or there's so much stuff out there online all the time, right? That like the man can do no wrong. It seems at times. And it's like, well, I don't think the roster is so black and white like that. Uh, I think Andrew Wiggins, when he plays well, is probably a more polished version of Jonathan Kuminga. The problem is that Andrew Wiggins has not played well way more frequently than we ever could have hoped for to start this season. Clay Thompson, Correct. we can understand a little bit with like the injuries and just the age and getting up there. The Andrew Wiggins thing is really perplexing. And for any like larger, big picture concerns with the Warriors, that's the part that is freaking me out a little bit. It's not so much like, rotation this rotation that matchup this matchup that i'm like why can't the starters go back to being that group that we knew and loved and i don't think age can equate to all of that like age doesn't equate to sloppy play and turnovers you know it's not just like oh it's one variable it's a lot of weird things and i think that it doesn't take an 
outside or it doesn't take uh just being an inside perspective to understand that that building is probably pretty fragile right now yeah no doubt um and we'll have more in just a moment uh gotta give some love to one of our sponsors can't thank greg greg silver enough for joining the program tonight uh but first up is um where is the overlay ebay motors greg you, uh, you have roommates you live in the city like most uh gentlemen and ladies in their 20s uh do it's i i, I did the same thing lived in san francisco for 12 years uh throughout my entire 20s and some of my early 30s um and you have roommates you have a car right you're the uh, and you're the only roommate in your house with a car is that correct better for the parking situation <laughs> parking in the city is a nightmare um i bring that up because you're the one car owner in your home and sometimes you got to deal with buying parts for your car. Sometimes you got to deal with car issues. And that is where eBay Motors comes into play. They've teamed up with our program and more specifically with the most popular program on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's Locked On Fantasy Basketball and their host, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster the same way your parts are guaranteed with eBay Motors. So let's say who Josh picked for this week. Uh, Greg, I'm gonna I'm gonna name five players and you tell me which player uh you want to hear more about from Josh Lloyd. Uh Josh's five players that he's provided analysis for for this week are Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls, uh Obi Toppin, uh, who's now with the Indiana Pacers. What a fit he is there. Kelly Oubre Jr., who just got back from injury. Uh, following that, the, what's turned into a controversial story about uh, a car hitting him, uh, Derek Lively, the second of the Dallas Mavericks, and Killian Hayes of the Detroit Pistons. Which player would you like to hear uh, Josh Lloyd spotlight from? All good choices, but I'll give some love to the Indiana Pacers for having the lowest payroll in the league and just getting to the championship game of the in-season tournament. That's pretty awesome. It is, man. And Tyrese Halliburton, he, he is the real deal. So Obi Toppin, here's Josh Lloyd's prognosis for Toppin. Shooting the lights out, and the Pacers have a great schedule this week. So there you go. So if you're thinking about playing Obi Toppin in fantasy basketball, that's what Josh Lloyd has to say. Josh Lloyd from Locked On ba Fantasy Basketball. Locked On Fantasy Basketball, sorry. He's going to help you win uh, with your fantasy championship. And EBA Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And make sure you follow Greg Silver on Threads 
NBA Threads was actually getting some love in the playing tournament. Uh, I don't know if you saw those those signs up there right on center court, but uh, <clears throat> Greg Silver and myself are both on that platform. You can follow Greg Silver on there at Greg O Silver. That's Greg, the letter O and Silver. And you can follow me, Cyrus Hotz, on Threads at Dog Wild. Uh, so what is and and by the way, I, I do feel Adrian G- G- Gutierrez. I think. Uh, uh, eloquently and articulated this perfectly in my humble opinion he writes Kerr will not let Kaminga get in the flow of a game and that is my biggest issue is the herky-jerky minutes like having no patience right um what is your what what how do you feel what is your general opinion on Kaminga for the year he's averaging 19.7 minutes uh we'll move on from the Kaminga subject in just a minute but again he was the reason why the Warriors won last night he was kept out of the game until approximately the uh, about four or five minutes remaining in the third quarter. He comes in. He's a plus 13. He's a perfect six for six from the field. He's averaging 19.7 minutes per game. That is nearly a minute uh, less than a year ago when he averaged 20.8. Moses Moody is right behind him at 19.2. And Kaminga is eighth on the team in minutes. Everyone knows how I feel. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that if Kaminga plays, it's guaranteed that things are going to be great. I just want to know what we're going to get with this kid, right? I want to see some development and and some faith in the kid. I don't want to see his confidence destroyed. What is your feeling and thought on how Kerr is using Jonathan Kaminga? Well, no, you're right that I think that he needs to be playing more minutes. And I would say that Clay Thompson's probably the first person I look at as playing fewer minutes. And this isn't like a to go on an anti-Clay rant. I freaking love Clay. But I think that when he's having bad nights, and the thing I will say about Clay, which I think is fair to say at this point for as supportive uh, and as dedicated as I followed this team, is that when it starts going south for him, it unravels kind of quickly because Clay's always been a rhythm guy, right? He's always, he's never like been the dribble, create your own shot guy. He's find his spots, put up the shot, go and play some defense, run around, catch, shoot. Like it's like second nature. And when it's not going well for him and he's pressing and he gets frustrated on defense and he's missing shots, that is a player where I'm actually like, we can give a shorter leash to. And this is strictly an X's and O's argument. Like, I know that the whole dedication to people that won you championships thing is not just a Warriors this year case study. Go look at any dynasty and you're going to see a common theme of People being loyal to those who won championships for you. I think Colin Coward actually had a really good segment talking about this. Um, you know, he says a lot of interesting things too, with like the Purdy backwards hat. That was hilarious. But um, <laughs> yeah. but when he was being a little bit more serious, he had a good uh, segment about just kind of like dynasties and fallout from dynasties and what we've seen in the past and what might be happening to the Warriors now. So I'd like to see Kaminga play more minutes. I was actually surprised to see Moody slightly behind him. It's like. You know, basically they get the same amount of playing time on average, but it feels like Moody plays more. Um, I'm liking Brandon Pajemski a lot. Actually, I know that uh, it doesn't solve the small ball equation, but I love his instincts and he's so pro ready. He's like the perfect amount of cocky to be out there and play with the dubs. So, um, yeah, you know, and I think it's not fair to Jonathan Kaminga to say, well, Clay's such a rhythm player and then also act like Kaminga doesn't deserve to go and get in a rhythm. I think that's completely fair to say. Um, There's a lot of weirdness going on with just lineups in general. And I think there's a lot of combinations that they're trying. Uh, I can't say the Warriors aren't experimenting with it. Like, and health has kind of been part of the reason with that. Chris Paul was out for a bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Gary Payton, the second was out for a bit. 
Um, I would like to see a little bit more from the young guys. And I guess this can transition into maybe like another discussion point as we kind of move to the second half of the show. But I think what everyone needs to kind of accept in following the Warriors is that not just since the start of this season, like since the off season, the plan and kind of the outline for this year has been, we're going to give it a really hard run with this core and see what they have left. Like you don't go and trade a 23 year old guy that had a big upside, uh, even though he's struggling in Washington. Now you don't go and trade that for a 39 year old point guard who has not been able to stay healthy through a playoff series. Like, I think that's kind of been the tone this team's taken from the get-go. So the reason I'm just kind of like setting that perspective is because we can sit here and beat the same drums over and over and complain every single game night in and night out. But I think that for at least right now, like this is what we're going to see from the Warriors. They just are what they are. And there's kind of three paths that it can take here. One is they hit a stride and we've seen them have really nice displays of basketball. I think a lot of things need to go right in order for that to happen. But it's not to say that it's unrealistic because I think these guys still have something left in the tank. I think number two is maybe the team with all the fragility inside the building has a little bit of like this heart to heart with the veteran core and the front office and Steve Kerr. And it's like, hey, Clay Thompson, maybe let's go and move to the bench or like, hey, um, Draymond Green, I need you to play in the second unit more or whatever it is. Like they just maybe need to have this honest conversation and make some serious adjustments and like kind of pass the torch to the next generation. And then three is the most influential person in the building. Steph Curry kind of hits a breaking point and there's disagreement between him and other people on the team or Steve Kerr and they make trades or they make a change of the coaching staff. And we see things happen. Like basketball is the one sport where superstars hold that kind of influence. Like LeBron James has been a GM for the last 15 years of his career. Um, and, And so I think that just, to kind of put it in a broader perspective with the dubs, they are what they are. This has been the plan. It is early December and right now they're sticking to it. I don't know if they're still in 11th place in February, if they're going to be doing the same thing. No, totally. Um, and and just to add to that, from what I'm seeing here, that one of the biggest problems is who is actually playing to put it in perspective. Um, so for the first time all season, the reason why Kaminga, for example, is averaging 0.5, half a minute more per game than Moody is because early in the season until last night, Kaminga was ahead of Moody in the rotations. Uh, Kerr made a decision last night that Kaminga was just out of the rotation altogether until the, he hit basically a panic button in the third quarter because they're getting their ass kicked by the Trailblazers. But essentially what we learned last night is that, is that Steve Kerr had a, a nine-man rotation in place. Uh, that had his traditional starting five. And then on top of that, Chris Paul, Pajemski, Moody, and Sharch. That was your nine men. My issue with that, and when we come back, I'd love to get your response is, Kerr's rolling with a nine-man rotation that has three point guards in it. And in the process, you're, he cut Kaminga out, who's 6'8 and athletic. We, we've barely seen Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, that kid's getting DNPs left and right. I thought he was going to be a consistent part of the rotation. I'm hearing Kerr's use words uh, like hard in describing how to play 10, 11 guys, which to me is a lot. I, I do. That is outrageous to me to, 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 to complain about 
finding minutes for 10 players on a roster. I'm watching the Pelicans do it night after night. I'm seeing the Lakers doing it, doing it night after night. It is not rocket science. When we come back, I'm, I, I would love to get your perspective on or your answer on whether or not you think um, it's the players that Kerr is choosing to play that is the problem. Because I don't think anyone's complaining about Kerr's system. His offense is awesome. You know, the motion offense definitely causes issues for opposing defenses. Um, but it still comes down to the talent. You can have the greatest system in the world, but if you don't have the talent executing it, it's going to get you nowhere. And we're not in an era anymore where, where small ball can work. That is my humble opinion. I'd love to get your thought thoughts on that when we come back. I got to give some love first, though, to Game Time, uh, which is literally the best way possible for you to get tickets to any of your favorite uh, events, whether it's sports. I mean, the Warriors are playing games routinely at Chase Center. The Niners are about to have some vitally pivotal games at Levi Stadium. Are they still calling it Levi? Is that still the name of the place? I hope it is. Um, anyways, Game Time is the app for you. Besides the fact that the app lets you see your view from the seats in clear cut picture, uh, despite the fact that you don't have to wait uh, or worry about waiting until the last minute to buy your tickets, they have the supply, they have the aesthetics, so you can see what it's going to look like where you're sitting. And maybe most importantly, they have a low price guarantee. What that means is, is let's say, Greg, you're going to a Warriors game and you buy seats in uh, section 121, although in Chase Center, they don't call it sections. They call it a, what do they call it? Do you remember? Is it like portals or is that the portals. thing you go yes, through? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's say, let's say Why it's can't portals. we just design arenas that like make sense anymore? <laughs> another so thing say, that makes me miss Oracle, man. Yeah, totally. So let's say it's portal 121, uh, row 15. And you go find it, go, go to another ticket broker and you find seats in that exact same portal, that exact same row, and they're cheaper. All you have to do is show a screen capture to the folks at game time. They'll refund the difference. That is literally a low price guarantee. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. One more time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase with Game Time. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One final segment. Uh, thank you for joining Locked On Warriors. Uh, everydayers, I have no idea who's coming on the show next, but we're going to have a good time regardless. The Warriors next play tomorrow in OKC. You can follow Greg Silver on threads at Greg O. Silver, the letter O in the middle. You're, the heart. Oh, there it is. Yeah, someone asked for the heart emoji. Uh, who was that in the chat? I want to give them some love because they were like, they were literally asking you for that. Um, and now of course I can't find them anyways. Uh, so follow Greg there uh, and follow me on threads at dog wild. Greg, your thoughts on the players that Kerr is opting to give minutes to, because that is my main credence is the wrong players are playing in my humble opinion. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, look, I think there are a lot of internet coaches out there and I am not going to put myself in the category of, I would know how to handle it. Um, I'm not going to come on the pod and bash Steve Kerr. I think this team is what it is right now. And either it's going to drive me crazy in a month from now, or maybe even sooner, hopefully not. Um, or they're going to turn a corner and I'm going to be glad I had a little bit of patience. But I think that regardless of how you feel about it in terms of who should play this or Steve Kerr's decision-making or has he lost his touch or X, Y, and Z, I think the bottom line is 
and I've talked about this before, coaching in the NBA requires a great amount of emotional intelligence as well. I'm not saying the decisions he's making are necessarily right or wrong. I think it's very clear that he is trying to be extremely loyal and trusting to the group that has gotten a lot of success uh, in those starters. And the problem with this team so far is that the starters haven't been producing in the way that they should. I actually really love the second unit, especially with a healthy Gary Payton, the second, but as you saw in that Timberwolves game with no Steph, no clay and no Dre, they weren't able to close it out because the only like closer they really had on the floor was Chris Paul. And he's not a, create your own offense and score kind of closer at the age that he is. And it's never really been his natural game anyway. So I think that he is trusting people that knows how to get it done. Like we saw that early in the season with what they did against the Kings and then back-to-back game winner against the Thunder, despite the Thunder scoring like 139 points or whatever that was. And I could go on and on, but I do think that either the starters need to get it together soon or there are going to be some changes. I can respect Steve Kerr's decision to try to grant a leash to the starters and some trust. I'm not saying it's all the time, right? I just think that's more of the approach he's taking with knowing how hard it is to manage a really select group of special talents. And by the way, two of your three most important players don't seem to be low maintenance right now. I wouldn't say Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. I wouldn't put them in the low maintenance category. Steph Curry, I mean, Seems to be as far as superstars go, but you know, he wants to compete his face off too and win games. And we don't know what it's like behind closed doors. The one guy I want to actually see more of is Trace Jackson Davis. And this Mm -hmm. is going to answer your earlier question um, about the small ball thing, because the NBA is sort of like gravitating back toward a big man dominant culture. And Andrew Bogut, when Steve Kerr started this job was that necessary rim protector, stabilizing defensive force, That was really, really important to that defensive identity. Yes, the defensive identity that won the Warriors that first championship, especially. That's it's always started with the defense. And if Trace Jackson Davis isn't ready for that step yet, then they got to find a way to just get him ready and kind of throw him into the fire. Like we've all had situations in life where you kind of just get thrown into the fire a little bit. And I really like the kid. I think we've seen a lot of promise from him. Same. Um, then again, you know, I know I like Brandon Pajemski. I like Moses Moody. I like Jonathan Kaminga. There are a lot of minutes to be going around. And if the starters don't get it together, you got to start granting more minutes to those guys. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. I think that I'm not going to say like, this is how it should be. I know how to coach a basketball team, but I think that we kind of have two elements of one, the Warriors made it very clear since June, how they were going to approach the season. And two, if that plan's not working because your aging core can't get it together and your you know your younger piece in that Wiggins is playing like butt, then you got to make changes. Like butt. Um, I you know I, I report again. I said this last night. I said it earlier in the show today. Kaminga's not happy. Um, I also said on last night's show uh, that a, a source within the Warriors has told me that the team is looking at trades for Jonathan Kaminga. I don't know if that has anything to do with his minutes being being uh, diminished. Maybe they're trying to keep him healthy. I have no idea. But chances yeah, but you are you also want getting... him to look good, right? You also want him to like look good out there, get some value. True. That is true. Yeah. Um, so, and, and in all honesty, look, I would support the trade at this point, just because again, I don't, I don't see what what good is doing for anyone using him the way they're using him right now. Like it just doesn't 
I don't see who's who's coming out of this, you know, happy. So the only trade I, that I see out there that makes sense would be a, some sort of package where you're sending Kaminga, you're sending um, Chris Paul, maybe and Andrew Wiggins, maybe or Andrew Wiggins uh, to the Raptors. You get a Pascal Siakam back. I want OG Ananobi included in that deal as well because I don't want to give up Kaminga and not get that level of athleticism back, right? Uh, what Kaminga gives you is a, a once-in-a-generation type freak athlete that is not easily replicated. OG Ananobi is very similar in terms of at least physique, uh, and he can give you that defense, that length. Um, and the Pascal Siaka would solve the size issue. If you can also get Otto Porter Jr. back, even better. Um, what are your thoughts on that, man? Like, like Any trades that sound good to you? Does that trade sound good to you? Uh, what are your thoughts on moving Kaminga and, and another player? I think trades always sound easier when you're just kind of throwing it out than when you're actually kind of thinking about working it through and what other teams would accept. I don't know what Wiggins' trade value is right now. To tell you the truth, he's been a pretty valuable asset to the Warriors. I don't know what other teams are going to see him as if he's been like this when he's fully healthy and there's no real explanation for it. Um, he didn't have a ton of value uh, in the minds of other people when he was on the Timberwolves and the Warriors got him and lucked out and it was yeah. ended up being a steal. but. I don't know, and I would like to not see Kaminga traded, but I agree with you that if this is how it's going to be with this kind of just weird, lukewarm situation all the time, they probably will look at options for it for sure come February. I don't want to see him traded, and I don't know what uh, Wiggins' value is right now either. So, And Chris Paul probably has to be a trade trade piece either. I don't know what his value is either. Yeah, I, I mean, Chris Paul's value is mostly as an expiring deal. Andrew Wiggins, you're right. His value is not high right now. I think of the Raptors partly because of his his roots in Canada. Uh, you know, may, may, the Raptors seem to be a place that doesn't mind taking on projects at times. Um, and if anyone has a better trade proposal, let me know. I don't want to trade Kaminga, but watching him being unhappy like this, watching the team, like like, does it bother you, Greg, at all? I know we got thirty seconds. We got left here. Does it bother you at all that the team is on the verge? of squandering two top seven picks in four years like that that's concerning to me and the lack of accountability is also concerning to me what are your thoughts on that real fast uh quick closing statement i would say that that's more of a very specific thing to look at and i'm kind of more just concerned of can the team get it together as a whole there we go sounds good greg it's always a pleasure i know you got to run Appreciate it. um yeah man and we, and we do this every week for the most part so i'll, I'll see you next week thank you everyone G, people can follow you on threads again. And there's the heart. I don't know how you do that. You're the only guest who's ever done that. If I do that, nothing happens. So whatever you got going on with your computer. <laughs> more I'm magic. I'm magic. Thank you all for tuning right. in. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.